Hey guys, welcome back to Becoming Better Podcast. As always, I am so thankful that you chose to tune in today. Just within this past week, we have had so many new faces, so many new listeners, and I cannot express my sincere gratitude and thankfulness that you are choosing to spend your time listening to one of these episodes that hopefully are pointing you towards the goodness of Jesus and that are pointing you towards his face and his purpose for your life. Oops, I forgot to introduce myself. If you're listening, I'm your host. My name is Hope Moquin, and I started my podcast, I don't know, a few months ago, and we are just watching where it goes and everything that God is doing in it, and I'm so blessed and honored that you're being a part of it. I checked out our analytics last week, and Becoming Better Podcast has reached to 40 different countries, which is beyond my wildest dreams and imaginations, and so for everybody everywhere, hello. I'm so thankful that you're here. I know you saw the title of this podcast, and I am so excited to dive into this and just to shed some light on it and speak into it of this whole idea of how do I get God back to the center of my life? And not only how do I get him there, um, (laughs) but how do I keep him there with all of the crazy distractions in life, with all of the trials that we go through, confusion, heartache, pain, maybe depression, mental illnesses that we have going on, so many different things. How do I get God in the center of my life And how do I keep them there? Because some of us, maybe we don't have a problem getting God to the center. Maybe we don't have a problem inviting God into our lives. But our problem is that um, we don't know how to keep him there. We don't know how to keep that the main focus. We don't know how to discipline ourselves and structure our lives in a way that involves God in everything, in a way where everything flows through what the Bible says, what God says about it, where is God in it. And so today I want to hit on all of those things of practical steps and things that we can do today to get God back in the center and all of the ways that we can learn how to keep him there. And so I want to do something a little different for this episode. Wherever you're at, if you're not driving, if you are driving, don't you dare do this and say, well, I hope I was listening to her podcast and hope told me to. No, if you're not driving, I want you to close your eyes and just sit for a minute. And I want to pray as we get into this episode, because more than ever, I know I keep talking about it, but I don't know, guys. I've just, I've had a new realization of just like how serious it is. Like, it's not a game. Christianity's not a game. This concept of dedicating our lives to Jesus and listening to the Holy Spirit is not a game. It's serious. And I think more than ever in my walk of faith and my walk with Jesus, I feel the weight of taking it seriously and hopefully encouraging other people to feel that way and to realize the importance and the holiness of God and the honor it is that that we get to know him that we get to connect with him. And so I want to pray heading into this episode. And so if you're not driving, if you're driving, don't you dare do it. If you're not driving, <clears throat> close your eyes. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for every single person who is listening today, wherever they're at, whether they're in the room on their couch, whether they're parked in their car, not driving, (laughs) whether they're sitting by a lake, sitting by somewhere in a coffee shop, just wherever they're at, God, thank you. That is not an accident that they're listening to this episode today. It's not an accident that they are where they are at in their life today. You're not surprised by where they're at. You're not surprised by the emotions that they're feeling And you're not scared 
about the emotions that they're feeling. God, I thank you for every single person that is listening to the sound of my voice. And God, right now, I pray that you would fill them with your love that they would feel your presence in a way where maybe they haven't before. God, I pray that you would interrupt their schedule, that you would interrupt their timeline, that you would interrupt the plans for their day, and God, that you would rush in and that you would show up in their life in the exact way that they're needing it today. God, I pray that you would open their ears to hear you, that you would open their eyes to see you, and that you would open their heart to receive the things that you have for them. God, I pray that you would convict their hearts of anything that is not in alignment for your plan for their lives. And God, I pray that more than ever, that they would feel the depth of your love and that they would feel the significance and the weight of your holiness, God. And they would be in reverence to you, that they would fall more in love with you today. And so God, I thank you for every single person who is listening. I pray that you bless them, God that they will have favor wherever they go. And I thank you that they are here for another day and that you have a divine purpose for each and every person that is listening to this right now. In your precious and holy name, amen. Okay, diving in. I have had this idea of how to get God back at the center for a while now because for those of you who don't know my story, it has honestly been a lot of ups and downs. And God forbid anybody read my journals on the day that I go home, they're going to think I'm wacky because one day I'm like, oh, I love Jesus. He's my whole world. And then the next day I'm like, I just want to go and do drugs and my life is awful. Maybe not recently, but like a few years ago, it was like one day I was good. The next day I wanted to run from Christianity. I didn't want to do nothing with it because life was just hard and it was very confusing. And so through growing and through maturing, I have found different ways to handle my emotions. <laughs> Praise God. But there were so many seasons where I knew that I loved God and I knew that I wanted him a part of my life, but I just didn't know what that looked like. And I didn't know how to get back to it. You know, I almost felt like I had dropped the ball too hard for Jesus to want to use me again. I felt embarrassed of how long I went ignoring God and ignoring the voice of God that I made myself believe that he was done speaking to me and that he didn't want to talk to me anymore. There were times where I felt mad at God because there were things that I had pleaded with him for, things that I begged um, that he would do that he didn't do in the way that I thought he should. And so I was mad and I didn't really want to talk to him because I was like, you don't do things the way that I want to do. So obviously this isn't good for me. There were just seasons where I was very, very human. Okay, that's all there is to it. Just because you're human doesn't make you a bad person. Just because you have human emotions doesn't make you any less than. We all go through these different feelings. And when we are in those moments of feeling mad, feeling confused, feeling embarrassed, feeling rejected, fill in the blank, the enemy knows that. And he loves to take advantage of those things and come running in and just affirm those of saying, yeah, God doesn't want to speak to you anymore. You messed up too much. Yeah, you are never going to overcome that because you fell back into it again. He wants to affirm, yeah, you are stupid. You're not smart enough. You're not going anywhere. You are always going to be the person that you are today. You are always going to struggle with this. You're never going to get out of a rut. And all of it is, is lies, 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 lies. He is a bold-faced liar. And once you can understand that those thoughts do not come from God, it will change your life. So whenever you're feeling that, oh, God doesn't want to speak to me, 
God doesn't want to use me. I've messed up too much. I've ignored him too much. I've sinned too much. I've entertained this thing too much that God's not going to use me. God's not going to come in. Literally, I want you to start speaking out loud and say, devil, you are a liar. I do not receive this. And you need to fill yourself with the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord is true. And the Bible, it says that he is your shield and your comforter, that you draw near to him and he comes running to you. He is your protector, that he is your friend, that he keeps your feet from falling. So being able to distinguish what voices are from God and what voices are not is your first step. And once you grow closer to God and you start spending more time with him, you're going to be able to learn his heart a little bit more and you're going to be able to determine what is his voice and what is not because anything that is derogatory towards you, anything that makes you feel small, anything that makes you doubt yourself, doubt God, those are not voices from God. Those are voices from the enemy and he will continue to put those in your ear as long as you let him until you shut it down. That's why all throughout the gospels, when you see um, that whole timeline leading up to where Jesus went to the cross, every time the devil would come and tempt Jesus, what did he say? He said, for it is written. And then he would tell what the word of God said. This is showing the importance of you have to know what the word of God is. How are you going to stand on the word of God if you don't even know what the word of God says? How are you going to stand on the word of God if you don't even make time to read it? You have to be disciplined in reading your word to know what God says about you, to know what God has for you, to know the heart of God so you can be able to determine what is from God and what is not. How to get God back at the center. I think sometimes people think that they want God at the center, but they're actually not ready to commit to that yet. And I know that might be a hot take. But if you are saying, that's why it's like, be careful what you pray for. If you are saying, God, I want you to be the center of my life, you better buckle up and get ready because usually that's going to mean sanctification. That's going to mean getting rid of anything that hinders God from being in the center of your life. That might be a relationship. <gasps> that might be a friendship. That might be a certain kind of show that you're watching on TV and on Netflix, that might be certain kind of music that you're filling your ears with, filling your soul with. That might be how you spend your time throughout the day. That might be video games. If you're praying, God, I want you to be the center. God, I need you to be the center of my life. More times than not, God's going to be like, okay, well then let's get rid of those things that are stopping that from happening because God wants to be the center of your life. He wants everything to flow through him, but God doesn't come where he's not invited. It says he knocks at the door like a gentleman waiting to be invited in. And so if you invite him in, you need to know that there are probably going to be things that has to go, that has to move to make room for God, to make his home in your heart. I love that worship song. We make room for you. And that's not something that God can do himself. You have to choose of I want God more than these materialistic things. I want God more than I want this boy. I want God more than I want this affirmation. I want God more than anything. And so I will make room for whatever I have to do to get him in the center. Because I promise you, when God is in the center of your life, he will not fail you. He will not leave you. He will take you to places you never thought you could go. He will do things in your life you never thought could happen. More than your wildest dreams, it says, I will do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. God will not fail you when he is in the center of your life. Sure, you might go through hard times and you might go through things you don't like, but he's not going to fail you. 
He's going to see you through it. He's going to teach you some things through it. And so if you are praying, God, I want you in the center of my life, you better understand what you're praying because more times than not, the reason he's not in the center of your life is because you have something else in the center of your life. And there cannot be two things in the center of your heart. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two gods. Anything that you put above God becomes an idol and God doesn't play with that. He wants all of you. And I know you've probably seen that picture circling around on the internet before, but it's of this cute animated picture and it's of Jesus. And he's holding this huge teddy bear behind his back. And in front of him, it's this little girl and she's holding this itty bitty itty, tiny teddy bear. And on the caption, she's saying, but God, I want this. And the caption under Jesus, it says, but I have something so much better for you. And though she can't see it yet because she has to put down the small that she has. She has to put down what she has to be able to receive the thing that he has for her. And that's exactly how it is with us. I don't know about you, but I don't like surprises. I like to know I'm kind of a control freak. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. I don't like not knowing, but sometimes you have to get over that. And when you can't see the hand of God, you have to learn how to trust the heart of God, that he's faithful, that he's good, that he's true. And anything that he asks for you to put down, it's because he has something that is more fitting for you. It's because he has something that is better for you. And some of us, we get so comfortable with just the good things that we miss out on God's best. And I don't know who this is for, but it has been for me for this past season of stop learning how to live in anything that is not God's best for you. I'll say it again. Stop learning how to live in anything that is not God's best for you. So learn how to distinguish what is from God, what is not. First thing. Second thing, understand what you're praying when you are asking God to come into the center of your life. That's a big thing. And that's not something God can force you to do because he's kind and he's gentle and he gives us the ability to make our own decisions. And we have to choose to invite him in. We have to choose to make room for him to be at the center. Last one before we get into how to keep God at the center is that remember what he's done in your life. Remember the things that he's done through your life. Remember the things that he's brought into your life. Remember the places that he's brought you out from. And if you don't journal, journaling is a beautiful thing that will always keep you in remembrance of what God has done and who God is and the and the things that he's done in you and the things that you've seen him do. I know for me, whenever I get in just a weird funk, I'll go back and I'll read my previous journal entries of a few years ago when nothing made sense where I had just broken off an engagement and I looked crazy. I look back at the times when I was working three jobs and didn't have a car and didn't have a relationship with my family. I look back at the times when I got the call in the middle of the night of my dad crying that my mom was leaving him and she had an affair and I had to come pick him up. I look back at all these times where I was so hurt and so confused And then I can remember how God met me in the middle of those seasons. And I can be encouraged and I can know that whatever I'm going through now, that God will meet me again, that he'll do it again, that he wants to do it again. And so reminding my soul of the goodness of God, reminding my soul of the joy of the salvation, because it's a joy and it's an honor 
that we get to know the King of Kings, that we get to know the one who put breath in our lungs. It's an honor and reminding our souls of that, pushing out the noise, pushing out the distractions, pushing away everything and just sitting in silence and worshiping God for who he is and what he's done. It's important. Even if you are in a really good place in your relationship with God and your walk in faith, it's so important to just do that from time to time, to reflect on His goodness. It just just gives you such a sweet remembrance and a joy to keep moving forward and want to share with other people of, hey, if He's done it in my life, I know that He can do it in yours too. Okay, but how do I keep God at the center? How do I stay on track? How do I not get distracted? How do I not get overwhelmed? How do I not get so anxious that I run back to things that aren't meant for me? What do I do? How do I live a life of purpose? How do I maintain, not even just maintain, how do I continue to progress in my relationship with God? That old saying of show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I don't care if you are rolling your eyes right now or how tired you are of hearing that. It holds so much truth. The people that you choose to spend your time around, they are going to drag you back or they're going to pull you forward. You need to get over yourself and get around people who are going to hold you accountable. And it's a choice you have to make with yourself. Nobody can make you stay accountable. You have to choose what you value. And if that's what you value, you're going to do whatever you can to protect it. We will always protect the things that we value. And so if you value your relationship with God, you need to do what you have to do to protect it. Because the enemy doesn't want it to stay protected. The enemy will do anything that he can to get your eyes off of Jesus. And you have to work twice as hard to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success to stay on the path of righteousness, to stay on the path of holiness. And so get around the right kinds of people. Stop flirting with sin. Do not try to see how close you can get to the line without sinning. Do not entertain things that you were once bound to. Do not entertain things that you know in your spirit are not good for you. It is all a self-decision. That's why like, I can't force you and I can't give you this thing of like, oh, all of these things are going to keep you on a straight path because ultimately it comes down to you having to make the decision for yourself of what's important to you. What do you value? And setting up the correct guardrails in your life to make sure that you're going to remain on the straight path. And I don't know about you, but all through my walk with Christ, I have struggled with that of finding the right places for myself to be in, of finding the right kinds of people. Because I don't know, as you get older, it's hard to meet people um, and to find the right friends for you. It gets harder as you get older. And so with Becoming Better, our whole tagline is to become the example you wish you had. So with Becoming Better in this ministry, I am always going to be putting out stuff that I wish that I had when I was going through certain things. I'm always going to be putting out stuff, bringing people in to talk, just doing whatever I can to provide people with the things that I knew that I needed at a certain time in my life. Becoming Better has just launched a membership, which I am just so ecstatic about and I'm so excited and grateful just to see what's going to come from it. It is a group for girls like you who are seeking a deeper connection with God and a supportive community to walk alongside you every step of the way. Every week, there's two weekly devotionals, some from me and some from a special guest who is equally passionate about your spiritual growth and seeing you grow and helping you do that. The hope is that the videos will always guide and inspire you to provide insight and practical tips to navigate the challenges that we all face on our journey. 
every week. I know the importance of music and the importance of worship. And so every single week, there will be handpicked weekly worship song recommendations, which will set the tone for your devotional time, allowing you to connect with God through the power of musical worship. Within the group, we're doing it on Discord, which I never thought that would be on Discord because my husband's a gamer and I always hate on it. But then after looking at all these different platforms, I was like, okay, well, Discord is actually very organized. And so it's going to be on Discord and it'll connect you with other Becoming Better members. And you'll be able to have the opportunity to chat, to discuss devotionals, share prayer requests, and just support one another on all of our walks and all of our journeys. We've talked a lot about accountability. So Bible reading, that is so important. It is essential. And I understand that it can be confusing sometimes. And so every day there will be a daily reading Bible plan that's going to help you stay accountable and help you stay on track and keep God at the center. And then something that is really important to me that I wanted to add a part of this is that I want to make myself available to anyone who's a part of this group and this membership where you'll be able to talk to me anytime, any day. You can ask me anything. Um, That's one of the great things about Discord is that there's so many different things that we can do on it and we can chat on it. And so I will be available to anyone who joins just to be able to give you guidance or be a listening ear just to shepherd you through whatever challenge you're going through. Because I can assure you, I've had my fair share of really crappy situations and just challenges. And I love being able to help people and guide them through it. All of this is such a big deal to me and so just mind-blowing to me because I'll never forget when I first started Becoming Better, I felt the Lord so strongly tell me because I was complaining about girls, I was complaining about all this stuff, and I really felt the Lord ask me, or not even ask me, but He told me. And He was like, instead of complaining about it, why don't you do something about it? (laughs) And that threw me for a loop. And so that's kind of my heart posture and everything that if there's something that I see a lack in, instead of making complaints about it, instead of complaining about it, I'm going to go to God. I'm going to go to my trusted mentors and just get wisdom. And I want to provide things that I see a lack in. And so that is the heart of this membership, just to help people in their walks and in their challenges and to help people keep God at the center because it's so important. It's not a game. God has a great purpose for your life and he's ready to and he's ready to help you walk in that where you can see your potential, where you can fix your eyes on Jesus and you can experience breakthrough and freedom and revelations and all kinds of stuff and just the glory and the goodness in Jesus. And so if that sounds like something you're interested in, I'm going to put a link to it in the notes in this show and I'm also going to be talking about it a lot on our Instagram and TikTok and so follow along and stay up to date. And so yeah, I am so grateful that you chose to tune in today. I hope and I pray that this ministered to your heart and you got something out of it, that you feel the love of God, that you feel inspired to continue to move forward of keeping God at the center. And so as always, we're going to be right back here next Tuesday with a brand new episode. But until then, if you have any questions or you want to chat about anything, don't hesitate to reach out at podcast at hopemoquin.com and I would love to talk to you. And so until next week, I will see you then. All right. Bye.